Welcome to an all-new episode of Convos with Three and Al. I am your host, Sharita. And I'm your host, Al. And we want to thank you for tuning in and giving all the love. And let's get started with a new episode. Welcome to Convos with Three and Al, everybody. Hey, hey. Welcome, welcome, everyone, to our new episode. It's a new episode, a new day, a new episode. Oh, yeah. what have you been doing, baby girl? Oh, I've been doing okay. I've been doing okay. You know, I finally, uh, it's been a good little minute since I've been out. So this past weekend, we had a couple of birthdays to celebrate. Okay. Um, so I went, I got a chance to go out, um, mm-hmm. get dressed up, get all cute. And I was looking good, feeling good. And I had a great time. Okay. It was a much needed, um, much needed outing. Um, my husband actually also, um, the Friday night, he um took me to that Royal Comedy Club um mm-hmm. tour tour thing. When I say club, it was the Royal Comedy Tour with like Bruce Bruce, Lavelle Crawford, because he's a big comedy fan. He loves comedy fan. And yeah. although we've seen them uh, quite a bit um, since they were all together on one thing, he just loved going going to comedy shows. So he was like, "You got you want to go? Let's go!" So he got us some tickets and we went. Had a good time. I love it. Um, it was like a bunch. Of, it was like six people. Cause a uh, Simone, Simone was there. Um, Hi, she was like the host. Mm-hmm, she was the host. Okay. Um, uh, special K, the guy that be on the radio with Ricky mm-hmm. Smiling. Mm-hmm. You know, it's bun- and JJ that be on our radio um, with Didi in the morning. Yes, yes. I finally got to hear him perform, so it was all good. It was funny. I, I, let me got to tell you this part. <laughs> so in the end, Lavelle Crawford was the headliner, I guess. Had a girl getting ready to get up and leave because it's close to the end. Okay. And why'd you fail? <gasps> oh no! Al, do you know he roasted the hell out this girl? Oh my god, I ain't laughed. He had me dying like I was hurting <laughs> from laughing so hard. Not he roasted the mess out. I said, I know she was embarrassed. <laughs> oh god. Cause yeah. like he gonna say, "Oh, why are you leaving? You leaving?" And she gonna put her hand up or something, and oh. then she was <laughs> like, "Oh my god!" Oh my goodness! I want that was part. No, oh, Chad, that's hilarious. Yeah, but I don't know. The weekend was great. Got to spend time with my honey, my friends. Um, and he we even got a room up north in Addison to stay the night. Just like made a whole weekend of everything. So. Oh, come on, that was good. Even while y'all married and stuff, like on us supposed yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah, got to keep it, keep it going. Especially when you've been together so long, you got to find ways to keep it going. Talk about and that. you know we enjoy being around each other. So, hey, why not? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So tell me about your awesome weekend, because oh girl, I <laughs> had a flights a May <laughs> weekend. Of course, it, it always is. Um, flights are always an issue for me. Um, if you know, you know. But yes, I had a wonderful weekend. I um, with Chocolate Travelers, we went to Vegas um, for a birthday celebration of one of our members um, in that group. If you're part of the Chocolate Travelers family, you know. If you're not, join Chocolate Travelers and travel with us. But we went to Vegas. We had a wonderful time. I mean, we went ATV and they zip line. I mean, we did racing. We mm. Did pool crawls. I mean, where Nelly and Ashanti was performing, we were at that pool. I mean, it was just crazy. We had a wonderful yeah. time. So, um, even um, getting the opportunity to just see the city, see the limelight. They had a fight down 
So little baby was there and other celebrities were actually in the place showing her face. Yeah, it was and star stud. I saw we watched my son watched that um we went to that Venetti's club. Mm-hmm. They had the fight showing there. And uh so we, we did see the fight there. I love mm-hmm. it. It and just seeing the celebrities in their own environment and not having to worry about people trying to take pictures of them and following them and running down the street trying to find them. It was just literally the enjoyment. <laughs> you can see them having fun, talking to people, taking pictures with people. It was just it was just genuine good fun um out there. It was no drama. You know, like sometimes you go places and you see a big fight or something crazy. Yeah. It was just- her fun on the Vegas Strip. I even included combos with Re and Al on the Vegas Strip by asking some of our listeners some questions for our guests today. So I can't wait to even go through that and dive into that. I always think about my, my family over here. You definitely I'm... do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. Glad you had a great time and you made it back safely. I made it safely all on one one as one as a whole i made it back i could say that it definitely took me some time to get back and get there (laughs) (laughs) i made it craziness craziness but let's talk about our guests we have on the show today yes 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 so today is our sexologist episode where we talk everything sex today and you know we've done this before we like to have fun with our sex talk and have our adult fun so if you have kids in the room just tell them to step out because this is for our adults in the room and we need you to listen carefully because they can give you some educational information about your body, about sex and having a positive and enhance your sexual experience. Um, so our guest is going to be Twala and Marcellus. They're both sexologists. Um, one is out of Texas. You'll hear where Marcellus is from. He's going to give you some details out of that. And we're also going to catch up with them and what they have going on in their state and in their area so you can kind of, you know, get a chance to hear what they're talking about and what they're doing in their area so you can kind of be involved. If you're trying to put spice up your sex life. Yeah, you might want to join some of their sessions they be having sessions their events their um Mm -hmm. they have a lot of events but definitely um i can't wait to talk about that and talk to them but before we get into the new um episode today just remember our next episode is on may the 10th and we're going to get to back to the business we're going to be doing a spotlight on a business owner and such um so if you're interested in having um your business spotlighted on combos around you can dm us or Mm -hmm. email at comboswithre at gmail.com. Yeah. Yes. All right. Let's get into these hot topics, Re. You ready, girl? Yeah, but before you get into the topics, I want to introduce our guests. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Let's do that. Let's do that. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let, go ahead, Re. Tell us who we got. What you got? All right. So we got two special guests with us today. We This episode, we told you guys, was all about sex. Mm-hmm, so we got mm-hmm. two professional sexologist coming to you know give you guys some knowledge on how to keep things spicy in your bedrooms and just in your life and just just keep it wet we just tips. want to keep it wet in the bedroom that's all that's yeah. all we don't uh, okay. for a lot let's <laughs> <laughs> keep it wet in there so i'm gonna go ahead and introduce our first guest um she's been here with us before yes, ma'am. so we want to welcome back twyla b yes ma'am so go good. ahead reintroduce yourself to them and tell us what you do Hey guys, thank you so much for having me back on your show. My name is Twyla B. Good, and I'm a certified clinical sexuality coach. And I work with uh, clients who are wanting to uh, reconnect when it comes to intimacy, 
they are wanting to spice it up in the bedroom when it comes to different uh, sex positions. And I really focus on um, how they can have uh, better conversational skills when it comes to their sexual needs and wants. Mm -hmm. And so I'm the owner of A Taste of Sex Intimacy Coaching right here in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. And so I have um, sex education classes that are really fun. And then I also have couples coaching as well. I love right. it. I love yeah. it. Oh my god! Right. And we got a new guest. We have a new one as well. So, Mr. Steven. Another one. Another <laughs> one. <yourself. laughs> I am sexologist and pleasure coach Stephen Smith. Uh, my job is to save love one orgasm at a time. Um, I do that through writing books or hosting classes, or if someone comes to my university, which is Slut Me Out University, it's my online school. Um, yeah, I guess that's that pretty much defined me. Oh my God. <laughs> and where, uh, and even though you're online, where are you based out of? In Florida. Florida. Okay, okay, okay. Well, welcome, welcome. Welcome to so, I appreciate it. Welcome to yeah. the show. So yeah. you know me, I love hot topics, you guys. And conversationalists, yeah. if you're out there, you know I love a hot topic because I feel like some of you guys are under a rock. And so instead of me giving y'all all the business of celebrities all the time, I decided to give you business on sex. So I, you know, I invited these sexologists. So I'm going to give you hot topics that's going to be based off of sex, right? And the first person I can always think of is Mr. Nick Cannon himself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's been the biggest sex person. You know, I, I know how to merge a story in, right? He's working on baby number 13 and number 14 right now. And he's announced that he has this super sperm. And, you know, he's had a few babies back to back with these women that are on birth control. And the women even said, I was on birth control. I wasn't even trying to have a baby with him because he already has 10. I was like, okay, she was real about it because the black girl has really been speaking out about it. So now my question to my sexologist, what is super sperm and how can I get it? I mean, how can our conversationalist, <laughs> how can our conversationalist get the super sperm so they know how to utilize it and get these children out here? You know, I'm down for having black kids. <laughs> 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 oh my god you want to go Twyla no the super sperm I'm staying <laughs> away from that um, but I will say <laughs> whatever he has floating in him is very potent um, I will say that of course you can get pregnant even if you are on the birth, con like birth control especially the pill you know it, it can happen um, he just really has powerful swimmers um, and he knows when to to hit it right at the right time when they're ovulating. He knows <laughs> when to go in for the kill shot. Yeah. And so <laughs> that is my take on what it is when it comes <laughs> to uh, super star. And I wouldn't go, I wouldn't even touch him. He couldn't even come near me yeah. at all. I feel like looking at him on this on this photo I have of him right now is just almost make me feel like I have something swarming. And I can't even get to it. <laughs> 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 super sperm um is it's like a higher number of sperm cells that will most likely get more likely get a woman pregnant um so it's just a person with more sperm cells or he ejaculates more sperm cells than the normal um which are, which heightens the uh chances of a woman becoming pregnant so nick cannon probably have a very high number of sperm cells when he ejaculates, and that's why he calls it a super sperm. But it is, it is a real term. Oh, okay. it, is a, it is a real thing. That's real. Okay, Nick. Nick it said, must be, uh, 
a requirement for him must be the ovulation kit, so he'll know. <laughs> oh. so. Or a lot of practice. And I guess if you know your yeah. woman and know the person that you with, you know when they ovulating, you know when it's time, you know when it's time mm-hmm. to get, you know, so... I mean, you know, he is a um, college-educated black man, and he know how to get it in and get it out, yeah. apparently, because okay. he got a lot of them. Okay. Anyway, we're going to move on <laughs> out of Mr. Nick Cannon, um, Mr. Howard University himself, and go to open relationships. I want to. I have a question, because a lot of people have been talking about open relationships. From the group of Escape, every member uh, have been in an open relationship. Now, we found out from Candy to Tiny to now Latasha, they all in open relationships. Even Monique on her special announced how her and her big daddy mm, are in an mm. open relationship. Mm-hmm. And she was the one that advised open relationship because she was still in love with women. So, oh. mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Y'all haven't seen that I am Monique. Y'all better go listen. But nonetheless, I hadn't watched it. Mm-hmm. Nonetheless, it's a lot. But we're gonna go into this question. My question <laughs> is: Are open relationships really successful um, based off the sexual portion of the relationship? Um, and it's the best part um, uh, and the best ways to bring up the sexual desire to your mate if you want to be in an open relationship. You know, because you know she talked about how they close their relationship of being open. And so I guess you can open and close them when you want, as long as you, I guess, you communicate. But. <laughs> What's your thoughts? What do you think about that type of stuff? And I, I love this question um, <laughs> because I do have theories uh, because I, I deal with a lot of clients. Okay. Um, so I do create my own theories when it comes to helping healthy relationships. I believe open relationships do most definitely help all relationships um, if that's your thing. I'm not telling everybody to jump into one, but I can understand, I can under, understand why it works. Okay. Because as humans, we're really not meant to be monogamous. It's something that we just adapt to something that we created. Yes, mm-hmm. That we created. We're not naturally created to do that. That's why we go based off of titles. If I don't have a girlfriend, then I can do whatever I please without consequence. But if I do have a girlfriend, I, I now have to suppress my desires and only focus on you, even if I'm not really only sexually um, attracted to you, or even chemistry-wise, only attracted to you. Um, and so, open relationships create that opportunity, and it takes the pressure off of your partner. Your partner is not meant to be your everything. We try to make our partners our everything. And then we say, well, you can't be in a, you can't have female friends or male friends because you belong to me. And so you cut people off of society. You cut people off of people that they really need in their lives because we have a title attached to it. And that can become really unhealthy and, and really toxic. So when you open those things up, it doesn't, it doesn't always translate into sex, but it can cr- translate into healthy relationships, healthy friendships, and it help you establish establish communication and boundaries. that's 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 true boundaries can be a thing so i have a question for you when it comes to that what what are the best ways to bring it up say for example you want to like spice your relationship up and bring that up into your relationship or whatever how are how should we um how should that be brought up to your sexual partner that you're having sex with or you just bring it up on them and bring somebody up in there Spring it on them is most definitely a terrible idea. It can most definitely backfire <laughs> uh, immediately. It could backfire bad. Um, but the best way to bring these things up is to have an open form of communication. If we're going to be best friends, if we're going to be partners in crime, if we're going to be in, in a relationship together, I should be able to talk to you about everything. I don't necessarily yeah. have to act on all of my feelings. I don't have to act on all of my desires, but I should be able to vocalize them. Right. Because that's the healthy part of me calling you my partner and you saying that you love me. Don't just love portions of me, love all of me. 
And so I should be able to have this conversation with you like, this is what I desire, or this is what I think I desire. Mm. What should we do about this? Should we explore it? Or would that hurt your feelings too bad? Or, and then we can kind of get a middle ground. And if, we, if it's something I truly, truly desire and you're not willing to give it to me, we probably should separate as I explore these options so I don't hurt you in the process. Jeez, mm. about the dynamic of things that people never talk about is like the the mental illness, the 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 styling of sexual trauma um, that goes with people's sexual experiences. If it comes to rape and or having um, a transmitted disease, a sexual transmitted disease, and living with those truths with your mate. And um, but my question, like people like Magic Johnson. He's been HIV positive for a long time. And you have people like uh, Dwayne Wade and Gabrielle Union who uh, deal with as a rape, a rape survivor. And she also talk about having open uh, PTSD health mental issues when it comes to uh, her sex life and just the sexual trauma of dealing with both of those. Uh, so anyway, my question to you guys, um, what's your outlook and experience with the sexual trauma and finding a new sexual relationship when it comes to that in all aspects? Oh gosh, with uh, sexual okay, trauma. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, with no, no, sexual no, trauma, go. I've I've spoken to um, various groups and functions about how they can have a healthy relationship after um, any type of sexual trauma that they have experienced. The main thing is therapy, making sure that they continue to go to therapy um, because it takes a healing process, and so it's not going to happen overnight, especially depending on. Um, the extent of the trauma as well. So I encourage therapy. I encourage communication. Once again, you know, telling your partner what happened, mm-hmm. um, knowing when to tell them. This is something that you definitely want to, because you're revealing a lot of yourself with this person. And so you want to be able to trust them so they don't use your sexual trauma or your past against you is the biggest thing. So knowing when to tell them, um, going maybe to therapy together so they can understand what you've gone through and mm-hmm. so they can, you know, be able to help you and so they don't, you know, create any triggers for you. Um, but also taking baby steps and realizing that you have to truly heal yourself before you can get out there and start, you know, actively dating again. You don't want to rush into anything. Um, you can also join some support groups to uh, get um, additional you know, help and encouragement as well. But you definitely want to have the conversation, not before, you know, sex, of course. You want to sit down with this person and have that conversation. Um, even if you are in the relationship, you want to continue to talk about, you know, what's going on. Um, maybe some uh, feelings that you've had, you know, that's being resurfaced again. You want to be able to sit down and talk to your partner about that. But therapy definitely helps in going to therapy together. Yeah. That's a lot. Steve, what do you think? Yeah. Um, Sexual trauma. uh, I think you have to have a clear understanding of what it is and what is defined, how you define it per person. Because you have to understand everyone's trauma is different. And so when I talk to my clients about sexual trauma, because we all experience in some form, um, is to fall in love with yourself. Date yourself. Thoroughly start to enjoy yourself and secure your own insecurities before putting yourself out there and expecting somebody else to do it for you. Mm, sexual, yeah. sexual trauma doesn't always have to come in a form of rape or you've been touched or you've been mm-hmm. abused in that way. It can come as um, someone saying that your penis is too small, someone body shaming you, 
someone saying that you came too quickly. I deal with a lot of men who have sexual insecurities based off of what social media is putting out there, based mm-hmm. off of what they hear from women um, after sexual experiences or even after fights. Where it's like, well, you came too quick or you can't last too long or your thing's too small or it's too skinny. Those are all still forms of sexual trauma that that not necessarily attached to a rape or a form of physical abuse that a lot of people just bypass as if it's not serious. And so what I tell my clients is, hey, I want you to fall in love with yourself. Do 20 affirmations and tell yourself why you are a sexy beast, why you are a sexual, sexual monster why you are an awesome human being because the more you fall in love with yourself and the more you you secure your insecurities the the less chances someone can hold them against you if i know i have a a not as large penis i understand what i'm capable of it's only four inches but guess what i can do with it because i've mastered these techniques i've mastered these strokes i've mastered these angles i've mastered my stamina i mastered my tongue game to where you can't shame me sexually because I understand what, what God gave me and I understand how to use it. And I n- understand how to improvise and use other things. And so I try to turn that trauma into something, um, what you call it, something not just beautiful, but something uh, encouraging, something powerful, something like a blessing. It's mm-hmm. like this happened to me, but look what came from it. Yeah. Now I love myself more. Now I appreciate what I have. Now I understand what I'm capable of doing. Now I'm, I'm more secure with my body and I understand what I can do with it and so that's what I do with my clients when it comes to sexual trauma is like embrace yourself love yourself and then when you talk to someone else about it it's all positive things I don't I don't need you to feel bad for me I don't want you to have pity for me listen this happened to me this is what what it turned me into this is the blessing that developed how you doing I'm Marcellus or I'm Steven and we we continued our conversation on a on a confident level versus a pity type of level level and y'all didn't hear he had an alter ego. I'm just waiting to meet Marcellus. I, I haven't met Hey, yeah. So you, you be catching it too. You see, you see what I'm doing here. <laughs> out here in these streets, we just trying to handle all of them. So, <laughs> that was the answers from both of y'all. I like baby, both of do you hear me? I'm literally writing it down like as they talk and trying to make sure yeah. I'm Mm-hmm. And just to piggyback on what he said, affirmations are key. Um, they are very, very powerful. And so, you know, affirmations are something that you should tell yourself every day from the time you wake up throughout the day, you know, have those affirmations on loop. And so what are you saying to yourself? Are you speaking life into yourself? And, you know, are you feeling sexually confident? And um, that plays a big part in all areas of our lives. So you know, affirmations, if you don't say them, there are plenty that you can find on YouTube, but that is something that, you know, is needed um, that we do talk about in our classes and in coaching sessions, but affirmations are huge and they're powerful and they do make a difference, but you have to be consistent. Be consistent. Because what you mm-hmm. say, what you do every day can make a change in your everyday life. I believe in that. 100%. Right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. speak it, you believe it. Yep, and you'll start doing mm-hmm. the things that you, because you're speaking the things that you want to do, and then you start doing them, and you start seeing a light for the things that you speak on because you're like, oh, I didn't think of it that way, and I can go do it because I see it. So yeah, I believe in that 100. percent Believe in 100. Mm-hmm. percent Speaking of believing in them, I believe in Young Miami, and she officially ended her relationship with Diddy, and I'm appreciative of that because she was talking <laughs> crazy like she was loving golden showers and all that stuff, and I'm like, girl, Diddy is not peeing on you, girl. Quit lying. But you know, she said that she loved golden showers. <laughs> And now that Diddy and her are broken up, she did admit that she never did a golden shower with Diddy. But she still says she loved golden showers. She just never done it with him. So my question to my sexologist, um, we know everybody love a fantasy. Everybody love their little fetishes and we know they real. 
tell us the best way to experience a golden shower. You know, I, I know the shower might be one of the best options because you're in the shower and it's going to run down the drain. Uh, but, it, you know, <laughs> but people is into that. So what, what is that all about? You know, do your clients be asking y'all how, how to experience the golden showers? My clients ask me a lot of things, but um, first, <laughs> hey, hey, young Miami, if you're listening, I love hey, you. Hey, um, <laughs> I love young Miami. Mm. Um, but the best way to experience anything, of course, everything starts with a conversation, um, expressing what you desire, what you require, why you want it. You don't really have to express the whys, but um, letting it know that that's what you're into and that's what you like. I would say do it in the shower because you don't want to do it in your bed because then you have pissy <laughs> blankets. You don't want to do it on your floor because now you got to get your carpet clean. Um, right. If you decide to do it on a hardwood floor or a kitchen area where you can easily mop it up and bleach it, that's cool. But I prefer a shower if you're going to do it because it goes straight down a drain. Yep. And, and that's why I call it immediately. Do y'all really get people to ask you these about those? I, get I haven't had Have you guys have? Yes, ma'am. Not the golden shower, but other fetishes and kinks. Um, anything that deals with BDSM mm-hmm. and kink, I get those clients, but they haven't expressed interest in golden showers. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I would say if you're going to try that, definitely, you know, in the shower is best. Or you can always get those um, rubber sheets mm-hmm. and because they're good for squirters. Got so it. you can use that as well. But once again, the shower would be best because, you know, you don't want to have that lingering odor. You don't but, want to always use uh, pee pads. No. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> you, you, you know, about that? Yes. I think oh. I've, I got clients that asked me about everything. I think I've coached <laughs> a little bit of everything. <laughs> this is hilarious. I'm so glad I'm so glad y'all are coaches because we have some conversationalists out here that have some questions for you guys. And they were great questions. Some of them are very funny. Um uh-huh. But I love to hear <laughs> y'all guys' input on these questions that they have. Were you ready to get into these questions really quick? Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. So we had an Aaron A. Aaron A asked, what are some of the best positions for pregnancy results? And are there better <laughs> positions for men and or women? <laughs> what is Nick Cannon doing? <laughs> I, I was, was going to give him the answer to Super Spun, but Super Spun. I just, like, what position is he in, I wonder? Well, I wonder what position he in because he's giving it to him. But I heard his stroke game, his length is just everything. So he's giving real. Oh. He's the white version, I mean, the black version of that Pete boy from Saturday Night Live. That's who Nick Cannon is to me. They, they remind me so much of each other. Gotcha. Pete mm-hmm. Davidson. He is. <laughs> 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 Oh, boy. Um, The best position, I would say, is, I would think missionary. First of all, she needs to relax. Mm -hmm. You know, getting pregnant is, you have to relax. You can't be tense. Um, That'd be the first thing. But as far as a position, I would say missionary. um, And then have, like, a pillow up under her pelvic area. Mm -hmm. So as he's entering her, he can hit the G-spot, you know, at a better angle. Mm -hmm. That would be my thought process. Um, But I say try all the positions, too. Just yeah, you know, get in there. Just get in there. Just get in there and do it. Yeah, <laughs> Let them swim. <laughs> yeah, you know, get outside the bedroom and have sex. Mm. <laughs> so for me, um, the best positions for pregnancy um, and to enhance your chances of becoming pregnant, missionary is uh, one doggy stylist two. Um, the key is getting as close to the cervix as possible. 
And so you have to do positions that give you easy uh, access, a closer access to them. So when you do explode, you have a better chance of connecting or your sperm connecting. And so uh, doggy style. Connect. This dude said explode. Us knowing people, we yeah. just nut and we just gone. We don't <laughs> <laughs> Y'all just spill it over. You gotta explode. <laughs> you gotta you gotta shoot with some power. You see he got some power in it. Yeah. So you gotta you gotta shoot it. Mm. So doggy style, um <laughs> the froggy, the froggy thing like on baby boy when he was doing a frog with Jody Mama. Yeah, that was hilarious, and I live for that. Because that nah. bounce. <laughs> Yeah. Now, if he would have exploded in there, because he's so deep inside of it, because our eggs are cocked up, and then he has all access to get every inch up in there. And so, the closer you are to the cervix, the better your chances of your sperm connecting. And so, positions like missionary, positions like doggy style, um, are more successful versus riding because the sperm goes up and comes down, versus it goes up and I mean goes in and at that angle. And so, yes, mm-hmm. positions that allow you to have more inches dispensed most definitely get the job done. Okay. Ooh, come on for the inches. <laughs> get the job done. <laughs> get the job done. Get the job done. Eric S. <laughs> asked, what are some of the medical ramifications? I said, this dude really went all in on this question. I just yeah. have to say, Eric, <laughs> whenever you get done, whatever you get done with all your educational skills, come right for Combo Green Al. Because how you just put this question into play, this dude said, What are some of the medical ramifications for anal fellatio? You just be eating booty, boy. Don't know what booty you eat. That's what it is. But I'm going to ask you. Just say old, it like uh, <laughs> for, for Eric. Fellatio is when a man I, I was confused. Head. <laughs> Cunnilingus is when a woman is receiving head. Um, Analingus is when you eat in the groceries. Mm-hmm. Right. A n i l i n g u s. That's eating the groceries. Mm. Fellatio right. is when I, I get that good head from yeah. yum yum. Yeah. You get yes. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Slobbing on the knob like corn that's on the cob. That's why I said, boy, why you, say, why you just say you don't eat <laughs> I was confused. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I asked the question as it was given, because that's what yeah, it was given. And I, I'm not taking nobody's question because that's what they said. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, but can, can y'all help me with these medical, uh, medical ramifications? so if you are (laughs) if you're wanting to do anal sex then please have a lot of lube because the anus is not self-lubricating at all so you want to you know rim the, the outside area of the anus and you know gently go in please make sure you have a lot of lubrication on the penis as well as you are entering your partner. And relax. Um, you need to breathe and get into the right position to where it won't um, be too painful. But the main thing is to relax, focus on your breathing, and have a conversation throughout. You know, how does this feel? Does this feel okay? And even before you start to have um, anal sex, you want to talk about it. You just don't want to be there, you know, having sex and all of a sudden, oops, you know, you got a dick up your ass. 
That's not yeah. cool at all. At least, at least eat the booties like groceries first. Like just, just <laughs> get them, get them right. And then right. At least I know something is happening back there before you go. And <laughs> make sure it's clean too. You yeah. know, hygiene is key. Please, yeah, your medical issues right there. You gonna eat that. <laughs> right? That's, that's <laughs> right, right, right. That's the medical issue. Oh yeah. Yuck. Oh. Yeah, that, that would be very, very nasty. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the groceries have expired. Please make yes. sure. But I, I know a lot of people, I'm not a sexologist or anything, but I know people that like you to be musty and stuff when they be trying to have sex with you, want your dick to stay. I'm like, what is wrong with you? I like a clean penis. But nonetheless, I um, <laughs> it has to be clean, y'all. Clean it up down there. Clean it up. Clean it up. Michael J. Michael J., um, what's the best G spot? on a female slash male to get things started in the bedroom and can it be can it change i guess can it change and can it be can it change it's the question can it can it change can the g spot but the g spot oh well go ahead that's not my question i'm asking the professionals tell me what you thought (laughs) you was gonna say the right thing so Uh the g spot is most definitely um is one g spot for the woman you know go in to the to, to the left you know what I'm saying? Tickle, tickle, a little sponge ridge, put some pressure. That's your G spot. Creates a nice squirting orgasm. It's fantastic. The male G spot is in the anus, or you can uh, get it from the gooch area. Put a little pressure. You know what I'm saying? Between the balls and the anus, put pressure right there. That's the male G spot. Um, those don't really change. Those are for sure the G spots. That's it. They are. They're there. They don't mm-hmm. change. Now, if you're talking about erogenous zones, um, to turn your partner on, that's a different ball game. But the G spots mm-hmm. are pretty much the same no matter that's, what no matter who that's what i thought mm. but tell us some things to turn us on in the bedroom since we're talking about the bedroom turn up the bedroom turn up now we talking physical or we talking mental which game we about to play real quick Ooh, let's Lord. start with the mental <laughs> mental blindfolds mirrors will most definitely change the game in your bedroom when it comes to the turn on because now i get to um I get to tease you and I get to build anticipation and I get to get you wondering and I get to get you excited um, about what's coming next. So if I put you in front of a mirror and I blindfold you and I sit you down in between my legs and I wrap my legs around yours and I spread your legs wide open and all you can do is feel my touch, feel my breathing. And I'm talking to you in your ear. I got music playing. I got the candles going. I got a vibrator in my hand. You don't know what's about to happen. You don't know what I'm about to trigger, but you're excited for what's about to come. And so as I'm making you come, or in that process, I can now remove your blindfold and make you look in the mirror. Then I can give you directions. I, I love giving instructions versus asking questions. Mm-hmm. Asking questions can be a turn off. Giving directions is most definitely a fucking turn on. And so now I can tell you to look at what I look at. And then it gives me permission to empower you and make you fall in love with versions of you that you didn't see. I want you to see you how I see you. So when I tell you, look at that pretty pussy, I want you to look at that in the mirror. Look what I look at. Now I'm going to touch it and I'm going to do this. And then I want you to respond to what I'm doing to you. And so mirrors and blindfolds can change the game because I can take your vision away. Then I can give you vision and only use my voice. And then I can take your vision away again and play with you some more. Then I can allow you to see what I'm doing. Something as simple as those two items, which most people have in their house, can change your entire bedroom and take it to a whole new level. Mm. Yeah. Twala girl, we already know what the G-spot is. Balani <laughs> G, and he has a question. His question, and um, and these questions come from all over. They're not from yes, like where we are. So mm-hmm. some states are talking about male birth control because they're now taking away rights over women birth control. So just wanted to get some input on that and what you guys thought about 
that? Um, I don't think there's a lot of data on um if it affects it directly mm-hmm. to where it's like well yeah this this birth control when men take it most definitely affects this outcome i haven't seen a lot of data or research on it but most likely if you're on both birth control you cannot have children there's a high chance that you will not have children mm-hmm. yeah i haven't seen any i haven't seen too much data on that either um i would say you know for us more research needs to be done to see what the impacts are but at the end of the day you know, vasectomy when it comes to not having kids, of course, um, is one way. But when it comes to male birth control, more research, I would think, would need to be done to see um, if it causes infertility. Mm-hmm. Like long-term effects. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Tiffany J says, should DNA testing be mandatory at birth? And does female I- IEDs cause lead poisoning? Um... I believe it's IUDs. IUD. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, specialist. No problem. You can educate me every yeah. day. I don't have to take no IUD. I don't have to put that in my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it is. You see how Colin came on around? I know what it was. Um, but yeah, so should a DNA test um, be mandatory at birth? What y'all think as far as the, the birth of these children on these streets, these Nick Cannons and people not knowing who their baby daddies and stuff are? You think it should be mandatory when it comes to that? I mean, mandatory having sex with folks. So. I say yes. Right. <laughs> I, say, I say no. You say no? Like okay, I, I love the male no. and female perspective. Now I have to ask, why do you say no? And I'll ask you that as well. I say no because I want people to be more um, sexually responsible. Mm. Stop just having sex and unprotected sex with people that you don't want to have kids with. Mm. Make the right decision sexually. And so you don't have to worry about having a DNA DNA test. And so I get the DNA DNA test part when it comes to the logic of making sure that the parents are the right parents or the father's right father. And when it comes to child support, if he's not the father, etc. But I would Mm. love for people to be sexually responsible. And mm-hmm. so I would love to to be in a relationship, create a family, go to the hospital and not have the thought in the back of my head of, I wonder if this baby is mine. I wonder if I was at work when she's having sex with the milkman. I wonder if that's very unhealthy and toxic and we got too comfortable with having just open sex. So right now in the stage that we are sexually, especially like the things that I'm seeing now, especially on social media, is we take sex as a game. It's just something that we do. It's just a fun activity. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with love anymore. It has nothing to do with building a family. It has nothing to do with, um, I call it the most physical way to say I love you. That's no longer what sex is. It's just mm-hmm. how long can I go? How good is my stroke? How good is my pussy? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? How how we go? Are we vibing? And so mm-hmm. sex is now just a, a recreation activity. And I would love for it to get back to being what it was meant meant to be being more genuine being more of a person yeah. not being more of yeah, a like leisure that. that's why we have so much bad sex because we go off of vibes mm-hmm. so vibes don't equal great sex nope twyla what you think girl did, did you think birth control you said it yes as far as it being mandatory but why do you think it should be mandatory well just because um and everything that he said is correct um however i think that when it comes to men getting caught up and getting set up and they think this child is theirs and it's not, yeah. you know, just go ahead and figure it out from the get-go. Is this child really mine? Yeah, true. That's my viewpoint like on it. I most definitely like that, though. 
I'm with both of <laughs> them. <laughs> Me too. I like that both. I guess y'all yeah. don't have to figure it out. But um, as far as the IUD causing lead poisoning, I'm sure if it was causing lead poisoning, we would kind of hear it in the news that it'd be some type of educational something. Or I'm sure, but also we also have heard in our lifetime, if you've ever taken this, 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 please call 1-800-something. So we know sometimes lead poison or some type of things can be poisoning our system. Um, but guys, have you had anything or heard anything about IUDs causing lead poisoning into the body? I haven't. Um, I know there's certain ones that are made out of copper. And I had one for 10 years. The Mirena is good for like five years. So I had had it for um, for five years. And then I took it out and got it back in for another five years. I didn't have any complications. Um, and I didn't, you know, have any issues, of course, with lead poison or anything like that. But just like with anything for an object that you are inserting in your body, you know, just please be aware of um, the uh, side effects that you could have. Mm -hmm. But as far as the IUD itself, I haven't seen anything that suggests lead poisoning. Okay. Okay. And we have our last question from Chef Doe. <laughs> Let me answer this question before because we know where the G-spot is. But, yeah. <laughs> but we're going to ask this question again. Let's see if the great answer he, he told you to left, right, how to drive your car there. And if you miss, if you miss the stop or the stop sign, he tell you how you can make a U-turn and get there. He's like the Waze app of G-spots. So, Steve. Most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so, tell us. Is that, that, is that how I kind of get it all out? Did I get it right? You most definitely, you most definitely got it all out. You got it. Yeah. Um, and that's that is the main reason why some men like it because that's where the G spot is located. Um, mm -hmm. Applying that pressure and stimulation enhances the the orgasm. It gives you a greater sensation. It gives you a dual sensation. It's almost like a blended orgasm versus just having a regular orgasm. Mm -hmm. But it is most definitely a preference. Some men do not like it at all, even though the G spot is there. It's a mental thing. I always say that uh, a lot of black men have bad sex. Because mm -hmm. we've been taught growing up, what's a no go? What yep. if you do this, then you you're you're now no longer heterosexual. If you do that, then you must be. And then we have this judgment, and so we fear exploring who we really are based mm -hmm. off of the judgment of our community. And so a lot of men mentally won't even allow that space to be tampered with or pleased. I don't even like the word tampered to be pleased or pleasured because of fear of what someone else is going the, to say. Our, Correct. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so a lot of men don't experience that because of that. And so some men will be like, no, you cannot do this. No, I, I don't want to experience that. No. And then if they do experience this, their mindset is so different that they like, no, that was disgusting. Yeah. And a lot of I've noticed a lot of people in our community, in the black community, as, as men, if they want to explore outside of their normal realms, they, they normally date outside their race. Um, and they date yes. outside their race because they have more comfortability on doing things that they're not um, normally they not normally have done or will do. Um, it's less, it's less judgment. It's normal over there. Less judgment. Yep, yep, yep. So it's, it's, it's less judgment. You be free over there. You free over mm -hmm. there. You free on the other side. Only person that has not been free on that side is Jonathan Majors, but he's not in my hot topics today. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> we'll talk about him on the next Thank episode. <laughs> so oh I got a gosh. question. Mm -hmm. I have a question. So a question is, how do you deal with a, a partner that's not really into sex or like the extra sex, you know, all the additional stuff, like the foreplays, all that stuff. They're just pretty much basic. 
How do you deal with the partner that's like that? This for me, or you want Twilight answer? Either one, or both of y'all can you know one at a time. I actually, I actually love this. Um, I create days of the week, right? I got mm-hmm. uh, self love or squirting Sunday. Moan for me Monday, taste me Tuesday, wet Wednesday, throat Thursday, freaky Friday, and slut me out Saturday. These days open up the conversation. It takes away the judgment and it gives us a goal. It gives us something to do. So I know on taste me Tuesday, that's my day to taste you how you want to be tasted. I want to taste you off the history of my past experiences. This Mm -hmm. is the day that I can actually fuck up. This is the day where you can be like, no, not right there. And I don't feel some type of way about it. I don't feel like, man, I'm messing up in the bedroom. Takes me Tuesday is for you to say, well, let's try the bathroom. Let's do it in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to bend over the bed. I want to pull down my pants and do it right here. It's a day that I learn how to taste you and you learn how to uh, teach me how you want to be tasted. Same for Throat Thursday. That's my day to, you know what I'm saying, put something down your throat as many times as I want to and we have no judgment in that area. And so if you're dealing with a vanilla person or a person who's more closed-minded sexually, these days will unlock the door to explore more options and do more things Mm. the second thing i love is rated red contracts i love contracts contracts comes with rewards and consequences i'm going to teach you how to love me and i'm going to teach you how to lust me i'm going to teach you how to caress me and i'm going to teach you how to fuck me i want to do these things through a contract yo i want you to be more aggressive with um your tone of voice i want you to be more assertive with what you want want to be done if you ask me too many things, if you ask for too much permission, there's a consequence to that. The consequence consequence can be three spankings. It could be five extra deep strokes, whatever the consequence may be. I'm going to punish you for not doing what I what I require from you, letting you know that it's okay for you to do these things. Come home, slut me out, and then we can eat dinner. If you want to come home and have a conversation first, you get a punishment for that. I'm teaching you how to love me, how to love me, how to, you know what I'm saying? Take care of me. That was good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here right down my days. I'm like, hey, let me get Monday. <laughs> I know I'm gonna deep throat you on Thursday, so I gotta make sure. Okay, go ahead. Can you go on your show, Twala? What you think, girl? Yeah. So I love that. That's that's a great exercise. Um, in addition to that, when you're having those sex conversations and you want to explore something different, once again, knowing when to talk to your partner and tell them what it is that you want to try and educating each other on what that is. Most importantly, when you are having that conversation, you know, you're watching your tone of voice and making sure that you don't uh, make them feel ashamed or you don't want them to feel like that, you know, you're judging um, because you want to try something new. But I say, you know, go to the sex store together, make a date out of it. You know, you can come to one of my classes um, and learn how to get kinky in the bedroom when it comes to sensual BDSM and kink. And then we'll show you how you can have that conversation with your partner. We'll show you the different toys you can use. And then you go home and you have the homework there. So our class is pretty much like a foreplay. And then you go home and then you get to the main act. Yeah, because, you know, you have people who were raised up that was closed off to sex. Like sex was like a a no no. You know, when you were a kid, right. you couldn't watch it on TV. So it's it's like things you developed, and you didn't see a lot of that. Like growing up in your household. So as adults, sometimes you or your spouse probably will, you know, because depending on how you you both are raised, like it, you're either shy or you really don't have those conversations or talk about it. So um, I thought that was a good question for people who 
art like that because it, it more than often you see that. Because I know I have friends who don't even like to kiss. Um, he that they don't like to kiss, and I'm like, you, what? <laughs> so do y'all? You know, how do you answer questions like that? Like if you have a spouse who doesn't kiss their their partner, I explain to them the benefits of kissing, and so I'm I need you to fall in love with um, something about the activity. So if you say, well, I don't like to kiss because I don't in, enjoy exchanging bodily fluids through the mouths. I want you to, to write down three things that you absolutely love about kissing. I love that when I kiss my girl or I kiss my man, um, the smile that bring that it brings to their face. I love that when I kiss them, they wrap their arms around me and I get to smell them at the same time. I love that when I kiss them, I feel connected versus I don't like kissing because the slob, the saliva. If you focus on what you don't like, you'll never fall in love with what you do like or find reasons to love doing the activity. And so those are things I try to make people see the positives in the, the, the positive um, reasons why behind doing something and fall in love with something between kissing and giving head. These are my techniques that I try to use um, to help people jump over that hur- hurdle. And then I also make them read books, read sexual books, read a chapter to each other, especially in my book room, 918 shameless plug. Um, I make them read a chapter <laughs> out loud to each other. All of my chapters have head shower scenes, sex, back strokes, back rubbing, tongue kissing, every scene someone's getting the shit fucked out of them. And so I make y'all read them out loud so you can use your mind to visualize things. And then I make you do whatever's in the scene. I live. I live for it. <laughs> y'all gotta get this man book. <laughs> this, is, this is true. <laughs> oh gosh, I live for that. I love that. Right. Reed, you got any other questions for the, for the guest today? Yeah, so... um for both of you what made you go into sex therapy what was the driving force of you saying this is what I want to do oh wow Um, for me I started doing erotic poetry and I was dating a guy who introduced me to kink and BDSM and so I would you know write these poems and go on stage and actually dress in my kinky wear and attire and I like the feedback that I got from people in the audience um they were like you know um I appreciate you for expressing yourself and I feel good about liking this you know in the bedroom and I was like oh how can I you know expand on this and make this into a business and COVID hit and then I just woke up at like three o'clock in the morning and was like oh I think I want to teach people about sex and so (laughs) um I went and found Dr. Rachel's school and did that online and came up with a taste of sex. And so now I'm into intimacy, relationship and dating coaching. And yeah, I really like it, you know, helping people because, you know, relationships, healthy relationships do exist. Mm -hmm. And it's okay to enjoy what you like, you know, when it comes to sex, you shouldn't be, you know, embarrassed or ashamed about it. So I truly enjoy it. And, you know, it's rewarding. And I meet a lot of great people, too. Yeah. I agree. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into the world of sexology because I got cheated on. And so I got cheated on multiple times uh, by the same woman. At that time, she was my wife. Um, she cheated so much. And I was like, I don't understand why you use sex as a tool to hurt me. And so I went on a journey of figuring out how to love someone properly, how to love someone unconditionally versus loving them how I wanted to love them. 
not saying that I was the cause of her actions, mm-hmm. but it, it taught me to um, stop loving people how you want to love them and love them how they desire to be loved and they're required to be loved. So after I went on a journey of love, I started to go on a journey of sex. So I wanted to lo- learn love first and then I wanted to learn, okay, you use sex or you left the relationship, um, the bedroom for sex. Let me become better in this area. Um, and so I went on a journey of sex to figure out how do I love this person properly. So no, I didn't get a divorce um, at that time because I was like, let me let me go on my journey, learn love, learn sex, and then come back a better husband. Um, that didn't work. And so I had to get up out of that relationship. But that, that led me to the journey of writing. And so I said, look, I'm going to start writing stories every Sunday of how I would love and how I would fuck the woman of my dreams. And so every Sunday, I'll put out a new episode of what I would do in this scenario. And it, it took off from there. And then people started to fall in love with the writing. And then they asked me about, um, do I help couples? So I said, I need to go to school. I need to go ahead and get, get to school. And so I went to school and then I um, became a pleasure coach. And then I found Dr. Rachel and became a sexologist. And I finished school and became a licensed sexologist. And my journey started from there. Homeless in the front seat of a car to international sexologist and pleasure coach. Yes, God. Yes, God. It's international for me. So International. (laughs) Right. Earlier I said I had a couple questions for you, Mr. Steven. Let's so you can go when um Al sent me your info and was like, hey, this is the guy I also want to bring bring on. Um, of course, you know, I had to go do my homework and go see what you offered and everything and what you were about. So mm-hmm. I had to ask, why did you decide to name your university Slip Me Out? Great question. So <laughs> um my the name of my university was originally Pleasure University. But I didn't trademark it in time. And then someone came up with University of Pleasure. And mm-hmm. so the SEOs, even though mine still came up first, there was an opportunity for people to search for me and mm-hmm. find these two people that mm-hmm. turned it from Pleasure University to University of Pleasure. And so I said, I wanted to um, change it and stand out. And I said, How, what's the best way to stand out and what do I represent? Mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in slut me out, love me after. All of my hoodies say it. All of my bags I take to the gym say it. Slept me out, love me after. And when people hear slept me out, it's often thought of in a negative way until we talk about it. Everybody want to be slutted out. Nobody want boring sex. Nobody want complacent sex. Slept me out and then love me after. It's okay for you to come home from a hard day to work and sit on my face. And then we eat food and talk about how how your coworkers got on your nerves. It's okay for you to um, use me and utilize me to fulfill fulfill you sexually because physically that's the best way that I can say I love you mm-hmm. my sex is for you your sex is for me and I love you I can tell you too I'm blue in the face I can buy you flowers I can buy you roses but nothing feels better than me fucking the love out of you and so slut me out I want to put a spin to it and so slut me out university teach you from healing to dating to relationships to sex orgasms and BDSM and so I wanted people to understand that slut me out is a form of love versus a form of judgment. So that's why I changed it. Okay. Um, yeah. Cause it's definitely a eye catcher. <laughs> and then when I did go further down and read exactly what you offered in your school, then yeah, I saw all of that. So I was like, okay, but I do have to ask why the title. 
<laughs> that was a good one. And the title is very catchy. I love it, too. I agree. Yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> Twala, my question is, girl, when is your next class? When can we join a class, girl? How we can get in it? And what do we need to do to be a part of it? And do I need to have a wife or a husband to be there? <laughs> really? I don't, a wife? <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. Okay, great. So the next class I have is Sensual Kink and BDSM. It's April 29th at the Red Room of Dallas. And the Red Room is an erotic art space. And it's wonderful. Yeah, so we have a lot of kinky game nights there. Um, it's from 1 to 3 Saturday. And those tickets are on my website at twyla, T-W-I-L-A-B dot G-O-O-D-E. So twylabegood.com. Um, and then I have Sensual Movement in May. And then I have several um, workbooks that you can download online as well. Ooh. And then, yeah, you can just come out and do group classes. I have classes. <laughs> so everything is all on my website at twilightbegood.com. I love it. Yes. <laughs> so before you guys go, I just have one more question I want you both to answer. You don't have to go too in detail. Just give like some basic tips because I want them to, you know, of course, join your classes and stuff to get the realness. But if you could just give our listeners some ways that they can keep to spice up their relationships a little bit. Just a little tip on that. Oh, wow. Um, well, first of all, sex shouldn't leave a bad taste in your mouth. So my biggest thing is diet. What are, what are you eating? Because if you want somebody to swallow, please make sure that you're eating the right foods. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. <laughs> yes. Steven, tell us about your events you have going on and um, some things that you have coming up so that your listeners, our listeners, can join your online courses and come see you or do a be a part of your events. And where to purchase your book. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So my May is super filled up. So I don't have too many classes in May because uh, I have so many things going on and my eldest child is graduation, graduating. Yay. Sure. Um, so um, June, May, June. Yes, June, I'll be doing Moans and Mirrors. Okay. Um, I'll be doing Paint and Restraints in Houston. Um, Moans and Mirrors will be in Atlanta. Moans and Mirrors is where we do mirror play. Um, almost like the example that I gave you guys earlier with the blindfolds, the mirrors, mm-hmm. and we sit you down and I pair you up and we have fun with restraints, toys, mirrors and red lights and good candles and good food. And, you know, so we do things. And, oh, paint restraints. I want to give you three canvases and I will. I want to have you paint your fantasies using restraints. And then after I walk mm-hmm. around, I look at your paintings. We're going to bring your painting to life in the middle of the room, because what I want you to do as a participant is to really see if you want what you painted. Because some people think they want something until they get it. And then some people don't know how much they want it until they, they experience it, a version of it. So with painting restraints, I want you to paint your fantasy. I pull you to the middle of the room. We tie you up. We tickle you a little bit. We vibrate you a little bit. We put our hands on you a little bit. And then you tell me if you like it, if you don't like it, what you want to experience later on. And we go from there. So I got those two events coming up in June in Atlanta and in Houston. You can buy both of my books, Room 918-1 and Room 918-2. Both of those went number one last year uh, on Amazon. Uh, but you can buy them on my website, ratedredsworld.com. And I also have 30 Days of Amazing Sex and Pleasure, How to Please Your Man or How to Please Your Woman. Mm-hmm. And that's what I have. Now, do you ever come to the Dallas area? 
Of you course, I teach. I, I've taught in 47 states so far. Uh, I come to Dallas at least three times a year or whenever I'm invited. So if you invite me to Dallas, I'll be in Dallas. Okay. I go where I'm invited. We might have to get you and Twala to put something together. Yeah, we I, I would love it. Come up with something. Y'all both trained by Rachel, so I'm sure y'all can put something together. <laughs> right. This is true. Your event. If, I, if I come, I want y'all both to get on stage, though. Oh, I will. I, I'm a trainer. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got to touch on somebody. I need y'all to get on stage. Oh, well, yeah. I, I had to bring my husband with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let him do the touch because <laughs> I'm trying to keep this job. Um, <laughs> oh, girl. Anyway, I love this episode. Um, so you're gonna give your handles first and tell them where they can find you, girl. Okay. Um, well, simple mm-hmm. Facebook, Sharita Edwards, or IG at Sharita underscore Edwards. Okay. I finally did post. Yes, <laughs> I yes. just gotta make it continuous, and hopefully, I can. She can make it consistent because she is beautiful. If y'all see Re, um, please check her out on Sharita underscore Everts because she's beautiful. You know, I love my beautiful friends. Um, you can check me out at Al.Williams for real, or you can find my business at the link agency at TH3LINKAG3NCY, or just visit us at the link agency.com. Now, before we get into our self love quote, you know I have to tell you guys about an event and tell you some things that we have coming up next. Now, I have been in talks for a little while with this brand and event called Dallas is Lit. Now, it's on May the 12th, and Sharita and I are possibly hosting this event and also going to be doing our podcast going towards the Dallas is Lit, which is all about um, literacy. And, you know, right now, a lot of the politics about removing books and things out of the libraries and the school system. So Dallas is lit is having a literary um, people literally having people talk about literacy and how you can under make sure you understand communicating and reading and educating. And so not only going to have people with ASL, people that are poets and all those things that have to deal with writing and reading and all those things and just communication all over um, in a totality. So I definitely would say check it out and be listening to mm-hmm. us for more details. And you can find it on our Instagram at Convos with Rhea and Al. So mm-hmm. anyway, it's exciting, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Very Mm-hmm. We working it in these streets, y'all. <laughs> can't wait, can't wait. But anyway, self-love, girl. You ready for that self-love quote? I'm ready. Let's get into it. All right, here's our quote for this episode. It's all about falling in love with yourself and sharing that love with someone who appreciates you rather than looking for love to compensate for a self-love deficit. Mm-hmm. Ooh, well, I love you. Go looking for somebody that ain't gonna not feel you, yeah, and make you feel (laughs) more emptier than you already was. Yes, you want to find. We tend to do that, you know. We do. We look for love in all the wrong places, and we settle sometimes, and we need to just Mm -hmm. you know move it on up. Yeah, and it doesn't really satisfy us the way it should be. It's 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 actually hurting you more than it helps you. Yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Damage you. Anyway, we love y'all. Love you guys. Catch you guys on the next episode.